be. I feel like I'm in like a fucking <laughs> spaceship or something. <laughs> I'm in a podcasting spaceship. <laughs> that sounds like something like um, an English rapper would say. I'm in a podcasting spaceship. <laughs> okay, UK rap is so good. I remember I used to really like that one guy that everyone was clowning on when he was in a Drake album. I don't remember his name. It was like Skibo or something. They're all named Skibo. They're all named some dumb shit named like Skibo. Yeah. And it's like, um, just like English words in rap. It just doesn't sound right. It's like, this is a genre that should have never reached you guys. No, absolutely just... not. They should still be like making fucking Irish jig music. Exactly. They should still be making like, like accordion music that plays in a pub when you're like getting drunk in a pub <laughs> at two in the morning. They do pop music well. They do rock music well. They do. British pop is good. Brit pop. Classic genre. Russians do rap really well. Russians do do rap really well. Um, I find like, oh God, it's like Nigerian rap. That's an interesting genre as well. Really? I love Nigerian accents. I do too. They're my favorite. They sound so friendly. And so like, I trust anyone with an African accent, any form of African accent. South African is like always a little Oh, strange. except for that one. Because that's where the white people in South yeah, that, that one's, Africa it's are. Yeah, that one's schemy. And it reminds it's, me of apartheid when I hear it. it. It really does. And it's like, it's silly. It's mm-hmm. like, what's up then? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, what are we doing? It's it's yeah. like um, if an Australian person was like, got hit in the head too many times. Definitely. Yeah. It just makes me think of like apartheid. And then I think of Nelson Mandela being in jail. And then I think of the Mandela effect. And then I start to question my reality. <laughs> and it's fucked up. But then to ground myself, I can always think of the fact that Charlize Theron is uh, yeah, she's South, South African. African. And then I think of her so Oscar fun. winning turn in the 2003 Patty Jenkins film Monster. And then I'm comforted again. I tried rewatching that recently. I really loved it. I loved it the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I got really bored. I really enjoyed it. And like, I definitely remember crying after watching it because I was like, no woman should be in jail. I know. Like, which is a crazy thought because you've just seen this bitch like kill multiple people. I but know. I was literally like, oh my God, free all my hoes for real. No, like, literally free Jodi Arias. Free Jodi Arias. Okay. I remember when that case was happening, I was in like fourth grade, third grade. And I remember... I was getting super into SNL at that point. Mm-hmm. And you remember that skit, The Californians? I love The Californians. Yeah. I think of it every time I talk to anyone because it does happen in real it's life. It's so real. When they're like, going up to Sepulveda and we're yeah. going down to Panga Canyon. Yeah. Like, it's too real. But yeah. um, I remember, like, I was obsessed with those skits. And that was right when, like, the Jody Arias case was, like, breaking mm-hmm. on the news. And it was like, I would watch the news every morning with my mom before going to school. And I decided one day that I was going to write uh, a Californians-inspired skit about Jodi Arias called The Arizonians. Oh, my God, because she used to drive up up and down, like, yeah. California to, like, make the rental car thing seem legit. And because she was in Arizona. And That's so it was called so The Arizonians. Funny. And it was, I made the props and I hand-wrote, because we didn't, we couldn't afford a fucking printer, so uh-huh. I just hand-wrote uh like scripts on like construction paper for my friends and I brought the props that I made out of like paper and colored pencils and the scripts to school the next day and I like made my friends perform the That's Arizonians so funny. I was like eight or Does nine footage of this exist no because yeah. none of us had cell phones oh, but yeah, like you were in fourth grade yeah but I was like I made my friends uh talk about Jodi Arias and they're like who's Jodi Arias and I was like it's the chick that just murdered her husband do you watch the news I don't remember the Jodi Arias case coming out I'm like surprised it was that recent I remember it clear as I remember day. Casey that Anthony was not that long ago Casey Anthony was not when I was in sixth grade I don't remember Casey Fifth Anthony. grade I yeah I don't think yeah. I remember Casey Anthony but um 
You would have been like three. Yeah, who was the other one? Like Madeline McCann. That was I don't the other remember that girl. one either. I don't remember that I one. I think either. I was around the same age as her. Was Casey or Madeline the one that went missing in like what was it, Portugal? That, that was, was Madeline McCann. Yeah. And have you seen the sketch and how similar it looks to Gawain Maxwell? The like sketch the person that took her. Let me look this up. Hold on. It looks like Galen. Do you think it, it looks? What like if it was Galen? No, literally. What if? It, <laughs> and apparently, they were like close by at the time. Oh my god! It was fucking. Galen. I don't know. I don't know if Jeffrey liked girls that little. I think he liked like, like he liked him like olds. yeah. He liked the sixteen year olds that like definitely looked like a girl that like an old man on ninety day fiance yeah. would like pick up from like. The Do you watch ninety day fiance? I used to be a big fan. I have not caught up i had to stop watching it because it made me so sad because like the big ed remember when big ed was like a thing and then i saw a billboard of him the other day and it ruined my day what what the fuck is he doing on a billboard it was um talk about a guy that knows how to use his fucking media literally like media to his it was on the 405 around marina del rey see we're doing the californians right now (laughs) (laughs) that would cause a fucking car crash yeah his fucking no neck i know Oh my god! But and didn't like it come out that he was like a domestic abuser or something? He was like a rapist or something. Fuck! How Which, do you like rape a girl and you're four eleven? Like no, literally, literally like, hold her down with what? With what? And his limbs are like sausages. Like how does sausages. he? He doesn't seem like limber enough. To no, not at all. He seems absolutely useless in that field. I know. Maybe he just like flops around. He just like, like he pins you down and flops around. He's like chest heavy though. Yeah. That's the thing. So maybe he's like he's a just little like, bullet. Yeah, he is like a little bullet. He just crawls up in there. Yeah. So maybe that's like that's I don't know. I don't yeah. know how he does it, but the girls on TikTok. That's how she came out with it. Which Rose? No, the one that he raped. He or did, like he probably raped Rose too, right? I think she like had that was her sex name. The him. the the Filipina that yeah. He, God, I just felt she so just bad looked for her. really sad after. But it like it, I think it was like something she like prepared herself for. I don't know if that God. makes it any better or worse. But she started dating women after, which I think tells you enough. That is kind of incredible. Um, <laughs> imagine like being Big Ed and like getting famous, but like knowing in the back of your head that you made. You a woman a lesbian <laughs> like you've seen you're seeing more money than you've ever seen in yeah. your entire life there's billboards of you above the 405 but then like in the back of your head it's like eating at you every day that like <laughs> this bitch started eating pussy because of me no literally oh my god it's i would pussy. never show my face in public again i would like fucking start wearing a niqab or something <laughs> like i would be veiled inshallah. up yeah inshallah i would be veiled up <laughs> no literally and like his just his confidence is what really pisses me off yeah like the fact that he just the like bravado it's like from where yeah from where from where and he he goes to the i saw like one episode of single life where he goes to that bar and he had a crush on liz who's now engaged to him and it, that bitch it's like i i have is never single respected life? Is that a spin-off? So little. it's a spinoff first season is big ed um molly who was with louise who like hit on her daughter there was lesbians in 90 day fiance no it was a boy named louise and oh, then, like like L U I S. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, not like Louise, but like Louise. Louise. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> and um, God, who else? And these were all it? people that were on the show, but then like didn't stay with the exactly. people they met on the show. Okay. Natalie is on it now. Big titty Russian Natalie. I feel like I don't know who any of these people you're talking about. She was are. the one. She was the Russian girl that um was with Mike, that guy that was seven feet tall, and he was like really stupid, and he like obviously didn't want to be with her anymore, but he just kept doing it. And she was like, she looked like Miley Cyrus in that one meme with the eyes, and she oh, would crap. she would be like Mike, 
Okay, yes, yes, yes. Oh, these two? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Big Titty Russian. <laughs> yeah, 90 Day Fiance, I really do think it was, because none of these spinoffs really existed until that Big Ed season, right? Yeah, like, he honestly, he made the show blow up. He changed the game. Mm-hmm. Because, like, didn't H3H3 Productions do shit with him, and, like, he became, like, an internet so. favorite. Dude, have you seen the videos of him with Polly Shore? Oh, my God, ew, no. It's so funny. You should watch it after this. Ugh. It's hilarious. And then what else did he do? Uh, and he had stickers with his own face on it. I mean, terrifying. Like, talk about a guy that knows how to market himself. No, yeah. Mm. I remember I followed Rose mm-hmm. on Instagram. And, like, it just, like, I had to unfollow because, like, it really did just make me so sad. Like, he was out here in, I mean, now she's, like, I think she's doing good. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's doing much better now that she's a lesbian. But, like, um, I think she's doing well now. Uh, But, like, he was, like, on age three and he was like getting all these brand deals and shit and then she was like posting photos of her son whose teeth were all like brown and like would fall out picture by picture because they were like rotting and i was just like what the fuck like the show did nothing for her and like she is the one that had to fuck him like she is a warrior truly a troop and you know the people that are from the other country don't get paid they something don't? about like um, like work visas because it's an american company i'm oh pretty sure God. only the person who like is the american gets paid you i could they, be wrong you know they don't get paid on the bachelor are you serious and you have to buy all your own clothes and do your <laughs> own you do so your own makeup funny. you like do everything that's yourself. why they all look so cheap yeah because that's why they all are wearing like dresses from like charlotte Col- Russe. like charlotte Russe and like coles and shit because yeah. or like Windsor. the fucking like target high-end products that's so funny because they you have to bring all your own shit in like suitcases and then i appreciate you your own makeup i don't know like i really think they blow all the budget on the location the like the show gets so it's like one of the most viewed shows ever yeah it's ridiculous like the fact that they have to and you don't yeah you don't get paid to be on it like amazon worker (laughs) (laughs) literally like She's like, hi, my name is Becca. I'm 31. I'm an Amazon worker. And I'm coming <laughs> and to... And I love working at Amazon. And I love working at Amazon. And I am coming to this resort in New Mexico to have a better life. And then it's, it's just the same shit. But she's just got fake eyelashes on this time. <laughs> and she can, like, piss in a toilet. But, um... <laughs> yeah, The Bachelor. Fuck. I'm, like... I have a weird relationship with, like, The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Because I find myself, like... If you... I sometimes take breaks from watching it and then I go back to watching it uh like episodes later and literally nothing has changed Mm -hmm. like every episode of every season is the same this season Michelle's season have you do you watch The Bachelor? I've never watched it but I love hearing about it because it's so like it's it's like a science or it's it's literally yeah exactly and it's like they have the show down to a science like they they have the show down to a science it's like every episode is is the same like the producers are like the puppet masters basically like it's all the drama is planted like i remember the first episode of this season that's happening right now uh they had there's these two women now that chris so chris harrison was the old host and he like was in like a racist scandal and so they booted him off and now they have two women that were former contestants on the bachelorette uh hosting Mm -hmm. and their involvement last season of the bachelorette and at the beginning of this season was much more than what it is now like these past few episodes of this season of the bachelorette these bitches are not in it like they're fully not in it the producers were like all right we've seen enough of these broads Damn. like they like cut them out but um they had like a big they were big characters in the first episode of this season of the bachelorette the bachelorette her name was michelle so they basically the producers like 
set this thing up where uh, I think it's Tasha and Caitlin. So these are the, the hosts' names, Tasha and Caitlin. They had Tasha and Caitlin like go into the contestants' hotel rooms and like look through their bags. Obviously, like it was just it was all set up like these probably weren't even their real bags, but like in one of the dudes' bags like the camera catches these women looking through it and they find like he's made a playbook for like how he's gonna play every episode oh of the season. Oh my god, that's and like that show F Boy Island. Yeah, like it was so it was so fake. The producers de- literally like, like wrote it by hand. Serial killer scrapbook. Yeah, like, with like their hair and yeah. the shit. <laughs> and that was the drama for that episode was like the producers planted something in this guy's bag and then uh-huh. had Michelle send him home because of it. Like, Okay, so why do people watch it? It seems like if it's that fake, it's very uninteresting. It's very much like middle-aged woman folding laundry. Like, I, I think I said this when I was on my friend Hamza's podcast. I talked about The Bachelor because it's been weighing heavy on my mind lately. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely, I think I said something along the lines of like, it's like middle-aged woman folding laundry, like waiting for her kids to come home, uh-huh. like in the Midwest from school, you know? Yeah, because like Real Housewives is too spicy. Right, Do exactly. Real Housewives? I have tried, but I really feel like it's kind of a, you had to be there thing where it's like, if I start at the beginning, it's, like, the cultural, like, zeitgeist is not there. You know, like, the cultural context is lost. Because when when it's airing live, I yeah. feel like you get, it's, like, more special. Like, that, like, I must disagree. weekly drop. You must disagree. I must disagree. I think it's just as good, if not better, when you watch it, like, in the past. Because you know where those bitches are now. Like, I was, re- okay, watch the first season of Dallas, please. Mm-hmm. I beg of you, you will love Leanne. She like used okay, so it's like a bunch of rich women, and then there's mm-hmm. one named Leanne who was like super poor. She used to be a carny, <laughs> and that's her whole thing. That's a fake job. No, like literally, like even like you know the intro, they like say their little catchphrases. Yeah, it's like, like I'm a girl next door. Ten, I see. Or exactly. That was just the punchline. Like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have the setup for that one. <laughs> no, but like one of them is like, I'm the girl next door. If you live in a big old mansion, yeah. And then Leanne is. I grew up a carny kid. <laughs> Play games with me and you're going to pay. And like my mom smoked cigarettes when I was in the womb and when she was breastfeeding me. And that's like, why I got weird thumbs. <laughs> I'm Leanne. And the next woman is like, I wear big fancy dresses and my husband is super rich. Play with me and you're going to get hurt. And Leanne is like, my thumbs are connected to my hips. I cannot <laughs> physically leave this position. I have coughed up black spit for every day for the past 20 years due to my time as a carny. I was molested in the hall of mirrors every day for 20 years until I raised enough money to get me and my unborn child who was born to roller coaster operator out of the carnival. And blessed be him, only one of his thumbs is connected to his hip. <laughs> I'm raising my daughter to have a better life than I ever did. She actually didn't have I kids. wear fancy dresses. <laughs> No, and then, like, so, like, some of them live on golf courses and, like, country clubs, and then she lives, and she has, like, those big black leather couches. <laughs> Ew, got, this bitch got a lazy boy. We're, as we're in lazy boys right now. <laughs> no, but she has, like, those ones that look like they're, like, decorated with trash bags that they definitely got from, like, a post-porn auction. <laughs> Ew, from, like, a porn house that closed <laughs> down. <laughs> they're like, why is the glue outside of the seat? <laughs> Is Real Housewives of Dallas, is that the best one? Like, what's the best one? Because there's the so many locations. The first season. Okay, so I don't watch that many of them. Um, but from what I know from my friends who are experts, uh, the first season of Dallas is the best 
the Real Housewives franchise has to offer. After that, it, like, goes downhill because Leanne leaves. Mm -hmm. Um, If you want to watch Beverly Hills, which is my favorite franchise, start from when Lisa Rinna joins. That's when it starts getting good. I think I've seen some of Beverly Hills. I know I've seen some of New York. Uh-huh. I've dipped my toe into a few. I've watched some of Salt Lake, which is oh, interesting because, like, apparently. one of the women is now, like, a, a, a fully-blown criminal. I mean, I feel like a lot, like, Erica Jane. And she Jane, married her grandpa. Yes, one of the women married her grandpa as well. Erica Jane, wh- where is she from? Was Beverly she? Hills. Beverly Hills, okay. And this She's last another one season the with the scandal is very interesting. I'm going to have to tune in. Because she just becomes... it already ended but she just becomes a pathological liar where she's like trying to slip it's so obvious that she's trying to slip in things to make her husband or ex-husband seem sympathetic where there's wasn't he like a dinosaur like wasn't he a thousand years he was a million years old (laughs) he was literally a million years old and she wasn't she was like in her late 40s i think she might be 50 or something but she looks like she's 30 so it just looked even more wrong and like there's that one iconic line where she's just like Tom's house was broken into, and then he got in a car accident, and he rolled over, and then my son had to go confront the burglar, and then, like, it's like, and then all the ladies are like, what? You never told us this. <laughs> you'd think you'd mention it. I know Erica Jane because she had a brief uh, stunt casting as Roxy in the Broadway musical Chicago. Oh, yeah, yeah, They yeah. had this bitch on Broadway. Yeah. She was on it for, like, two weeks. Yeah, she was literally, she was in the cast for, like, two weeks. I've seen the clips online, and everybody in the audience was, like, snickering like everybody in that it's like (laughs) yeah it's so good but um yeah i i i've seen some of new york as well and bethany frankel i find bethany frankel to be a very interesting character because uh not only did this bitch not have kids or she might have had a daughter but she was not married what makes this bitch a housewife she yeah she was a working woman with no husband (laughs) like and i don't even know if she had a kid at the time like so funny i didn't know that like she was just a white woman in new york and they were like perfect like could they find (laughs) nobody else and now she runs like all these companies i was watching oh god hbo max did like a reality show with bethany frankel earlier this year here is the description that google provides this is 33 percent of rotten tomatoes i watched it and it was absolutely insufferable but i loved it because bethany frankel is such a cunt and i'm like (laughs) i really love it um okay the next generation of business moguls compete for a chance to be second in command to business tycoon and skinny girl founder bethany frankel oh my god wait she founded skinny girl i didn't know that that was her yeah oh that was her little anorexic brittle bones infertile by 30 ass dude but she was successful with that she was so successful for that yeah okay it's called the big shot with bethany so this is apprentice but with bethany Bethany frankel Frankel. right it's basically all these like influencers uh or like wannabe entrepreneurs like in heavy quotes entrepreneurs like uh trying to be bethany frankel's assistant so (laughs) hilarious it's so it was really funny it was like the most inseparable people on the planet like vying for bethany frankel's love and in the first episode she like they host a cocktail party for like all of the contestants to impress her and bethany was just like eliminating people based on like bad vibes (laughs) like she was like she was like her vibe was needy and i do not need somebody that's needy i need somebody that already has it and wants it like oh my god i mean it was just so insufferable and like you could tell the entire show was completely scripted but i loved watching it that's so who's the one that had the fake leg that they like slapped on the table oh my god i've seen that clip so many times like i've i like watching real housewives clips i don't know what yeah. that chick's name is but that definitely is iconic i remember that when she's to like start watching new jersey too is there a real house in new jersey yeah that's where teresa goody goodies 
but that's the one she's from and it's basically mob wives part two where is it what city is it is it just new jersey it's just new jersey i think they (laughs) They covered the whole state (laughs) well it's like so small they were like there's only a handful of beautiful women in all of new jersey and we found all of them but apparently they like get in fights like fist fights at christmas parties like that's the vibe love that is honestly like that is what being a woman is all about like literally these shows i really don't think they portray women in a bad light i think they portray women in a completely accurate light because women absolutely if they got a chance to they would just like live off their husbands Uh and like throw drinks at each other on Uh tv like that is the american dream for a woman it's it's definitely a social experiment type thing i saw a tiktok today and it was one of those like things i could talk about for hours and one of them was that the real housewives franchise is highbrow and like high art and i so agree with that high art yeah it really is like it's it's uh, these women like the performances they give it's unbelievable and they like they humiliate themselves for it yeah to what to get for to give us a show yeah you know for like a fucking like a sponsorship with like a shoe company exactly and like we praise like why am i only thinking of liza minnelli right now (laughs) (laughs) but like but like it's it's the same thing to me where we say praise performers like liza minnelli for giving high camp like high energy performances And then... And that's what Lisa Rinna is doing. Exactly. Yeah. Let's talk about the husband. But whose husband? That's what Kim Richards says to Lisa. (laughs) Let's talk about the husband. Kim Richards says, let's talk about the husband. And Lisa Rinna takes a drink, smashes it. No, no, no. She takes a glass, smashes it on the table. And don't you talk about my husband? Like that. That is art. That's what I'm saying. You need to watch since... That is art. Since uh, Lisa... And then one of them says something. You said she's Beverly Hills. She's Beverly Hills. And she's, she's what made the show interesting. And then someone said something like to Erica, like, it must be so stressful that your son is a police officer. And she just... A single, a single tear. tear. No, and then she goes, "Don't you dare talk about my son." Oh my it's so good. You really need to watch it. I will watch it. And then there's the Yolanda Hadid um, Munchausen's by proxy storyline. Was Yolanda on? That's how Yolanda's famous. I swear oh. to God, Gigi and Bella would not be what they were if their mom wasn't on Real Housewives. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. The Hadid family really interests me. Bella Hadid is so funny. Like. I remember I wanted to clown on her so bad when she posted that photo of her crying. And then I was like, I literally threatened suicide on IG stories. <laughs> like, I can't say shit about shit. I can't say shit about shit when, like, let me read. Let me find her caption. Hold on. And you can see um, Gigi and Bella start to model. Actually, mostly Gigi start to model over the course of the show. And that's where the famous, like, mom, I feel really sick right now. Like, I don't know what's happening. Okay, honey, chew three almonds really well. <laughs> Uh, yeah, when here, Bella Hadid admits she cries pretty much, quote, every day and, quote, every night. I would, too, if I had everything. Literally, me, too. I'd be like, there's nothing. I just need to. I'm mm-hmm. so bored. Like, I have everything, and I'm so hot, and, like, I'm thin as a needle. Like, no, my life is so difficult. Literally. You could see, like, the balls of her fucking hips. I would look in the mirror, and I would cry tears of joy. <laughs> <laughs> I would cry every day and every night out of just pure ecstasy because I was thin as as skinny as a needle it's crazy because these girls they're like clearly visibly anorexic but still like the little bits of like fat or whatever is left are all in the right places like i don't understand how that happens i don't understand how it happens it's sick yeah we need to round them up and like make them do a fucking like reverse eugenics yeah or like put them in like a fucking coliseum and like make them fight to the death it's because they're half dutch everyone who's not necessarily dutch dutch people kind of look like they could like um they look very viking yeah but once you take dutch and mix it with someone else 
something else, that's when you get the most beautiful specimen. I love our phrenology slay on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, like actually everyone I know who's like, you can tell when someone's half Dutch. If you see someone who's like beautiful and mixed and you're like, what is it about that person? The white half is Dutch. If race you. science offensive, why accurate? <laughs> race science good sometimes race science good sometimes <laughs> let's elaborate let's no, elaborate. like honestly like the way that everyone is like so afraid of eugenics not afraid of eugenics but like just like calls everything eugenics as if it's bad like I, i'll be like yeah i'm not gonna have kids because schizophrenia runs rampant in my family <laughs> and someone will be like that's eugenics. eugenics i had a dream last night that i was like pregnant for the second time <laughs> by immaculate conception like in the dream i was as virginal yeah. and chaste as the girl sitting before you today as i am but I was like, how am I pregnant for the second time? And then <laughs> my mom like, dro- I was talking to her and my mom dropped the knowledge on me that um, I, it was immaculate. Like I, she was like, you think that was immaculate conception, honey? No, God's not touching you. And like, she had this huge scientific explanation for like, my egg fertilized itself. Like, within like a frog? Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally got pregnant like a frog, but then. And I wasn't sure if I, in this dream, this was like a crazy dream. Uh, I got shot five times and it was the second time I had been shot while pregnant. But like the last time I died, but then like was resurrected Mm -hmm. in, in universe. So you were both Jesus and Mary. Yes. I was both Jesus and Mary in this dream. I really need Sigmund Freud to like come back from the dead and like sit me down and explain Mm -hmm. what the fuck this meant. But like, um, and then I did fall in love in the dream, but like I did get shot five times, but I didn't die. I just remember getting shot and being like, why do I keep getting pregnant and keep getting shot? <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then I fell in love. And then I was like, I'm going to have an abortion. So a woman's <laughs> right to make, choose is very important. Did he make you get the abortion because it wasn't his kid? Or could you have passed it off as It his? was nobody's kid. It was, like I said, it was, I fertilized it oh, right, myself. Oh, right, like a frog. right, right. So there wasn't an external godfather. It no, just, I just, it was just the war with myself. Because before I got shot, I was like, should I keep it? And then after I got shot, I was like, okay, but what I if I get be shot again? I kids if I keep getting shot. Right, that's what I was thinking. I was like, damn. That's I eugenics, should, Ivy. That is eugenics, yeah. If you keep getting shot <laughs> and you should have kids, because if not, that's eugenics. What, you don't want your kids <laughs> to get shot? Oh, so you're saying that people that get shot don't deserve to have kids? Wow. <laughs> the only dream I've ever had that I was pregnant was when I was like 13. I was obsessed with Justin Bieber and I had a dream I was pregnant with Justin Bieber's kid. But Ew. like yours, I don't remember the sex part. I just I just got like straight to the worst part. And his mom found me and his mom hated that I was pregnant with a baby. And I remember for some reason I had to keep going up escalators. <laughs> and <laughs> I like kept looking at her because I was like, this was just going to push me down the escalator. And that's all I remember. Justin Bieber gives me like landing strip vibes like he has a la- i feel like he has a landing strip like you pull his pants down and he's got like a landing strip and you're like what the what the fuck <laughs> doesn't he have like landing strip vibes like i feel I, like, like he has like no genitalia I just feel like he doesn't have pubes he just looks like he doesn't have pubes like ken like a ken doll like, like, he, like i'm sure he has like a dick and balls but i just can't see him i see him having pubes i was talking to my dad about this last <laughs> about jb's pubes <laughs> no because i was i was playing the jedi game on xbox uh-huh. and my dad was getting annoyed he's like this guy doesn't look like a jedi like he looks like a little boy and i was just like every like central jedi in star wars looks like a little twink yeah this isn't new i was like all of them look like a pedophile might enjoy them that's how you know it takes place in like an alternate universe because like our strongest soldiers in that universe exactly are look twins. like they don't have pubes yeah whereas like here like that's the kind of boy that gets like blown away by the wind mm-hmm. like if a fiat drives by too fast he's gonna yeah. like be or one like with some the big trees. producer right yeah 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, JB. Yeah, I can't. I can't believe he married Haley Baldwin. She's I the know. most average, beautiful woman on this planet. She's Gorgina, but like she's gorgeous, but I wouldn't want to look like her. No, not That's like no. The, it's like I'd be bored with myself. Thing. I would like look in the mirror and I'd be like, oh, this I, fucking <laughs> flat brown hair again looks so boring. I try to make myself look more like Alec Baldwin. You want to look like Alec Baldwin? No, if I was Haley Baldwin, I would make myself look more like Haley. Like Alec? Like Alec Baldwin. I like Alec's look. I like... Uh, I the, like that he killed a person. I love that he killed a person. Honestly, I'm so obsessed with that. Um, that was so big for his, like, character arc. I know. And Why then, did like, I see it coming? Why is it, like, fizzled out? Like, why is nobody still talking about the fact that Alec Baldwin shot a bitch? Like, what? I feel like he got over it, too. He's like, all right, can we stop talking yeah, about this, Yeah, but please? then Iladia is, like, on fucking <laughs> Instagram. Like, the other day she was on Instagram stories, and she was like, my husband has PTSD, like, in her fake Latina accent. She's literally from Beacon Hill, the richest neighborhood That's in Boston. so funny. And she's like... I didn't ask to be born Latina. No but mas cubas were there. That's something I would do. Me if too. I was, no, already, like, I'm, like, from Orange County. I'm just, like, <laughs> I'm a refugee. <laughs> I'm literally a refugee, You're you guys. You're a refugee in L.A. Like, anybody that comes to L.A. from O.C. is a refugee. No, like, literally. You, have, you would get the same respect to somebody that, like, escaped the Syrian Missile Crisis or something. Yeah. Well, Syrian Missile Crisis, that's a thing, right? I didn't just make Bro, up. I have no idea. Let's, come on, team. Let's Google Syrian Missile Crisis. I'm doing so much Googling All this I episode. do is like um i've been skiing by on the fact that everyone assumes i know everything about geopolitical conflict in the middle east there was a syrian missile strike in 2017 what does that mean (laughs) on the morning of seven we're doing some research for this app on the morning of seven april 2017 the united states launched 57 59 tomahawk cruise missiles from the mediterranean sea into syria okay so you could definitely when did you move out to la what year 2016 2017 2017 so you could tell people yeah i came here in 2017 from syria if you're too embarrassed to say that you came from like fullerton or brea you could tell from south oc you're from south oc you could tell people that you emigrated here immigrated here emigrated immigrated fuck i don't know you could tell people that you came here because uh the u.s sent 59 missiles straight into syria's into san juan capistrano yeah 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 (laughs) are you from san juan capistrano yeah i love that Oh, yeah, you have, like, a weird connection to Orange County, right? Yeah, it's, like, my grandpa lives in Fullerton, and then... Okay. So I'm, like, there a lot. Which Did like, you know where Ladera Ranch is? Yeah. Okay, I'm from Ladera Ranch. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah But yeah. I went to school in San Juan. Yeah. Why do you know where Ladera Ranch is? Um, Because my mom's best friend, uh, who I was telling you about in the car, uh-huh. her, uh, she moved out there. And so we Did used she have to... she kids my age? Yeah. Or not, not your age, no, no, no. She, they're, like, my, well, they're, okay. like, a little younger than I am. Okay. But, like, um, they used to be our neighbors, and then they moved to Ladera. Oh, okay. Because that's, like, a very, you know everyone who lives there town. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been, I've been around the block in Ladera. It's just Mormons. Yeah. Yeah, it's very Mormon, yeah. Everyone in my Girl Scout troop was Mormon except for me, and they hated me. The moms <laughs> hated me. One time, we were doing skits about, like, learning to share or some, some shit like that, and then this one girl, um, she wasn't Mormon, but she was very, very, very christian mm-hmm. so they were like the same and um she was doing little maracas in her is that the word maracos maracas <laughs> like the shakers yeah, yeah, maracas, yeah. Okay. yeah she was like shaking them in the background for her so i just did the same thing because i was like nine years old and um one of the moms got so pissed she like comes up to me and she's like you are being distracting you are doing this you were doing and i literally just started crying <laughs> and that's like my like 
uh, your brown girl Mormonism. trauma. No, literally, that's I'm a refugee. You are a what refugee. Can I say? You're I'm completely a refugee. A refugee. You mm-hmm. should have looked at her and been like, if you even knew what my people had to go through in Syria. Now I just like Syrian. You could have lied. <laughs> now I just every chance I get, if I'm like around like that brand of like white person, I'm just like I'm not Muslim. <laughs> <laughs> I just like volunteer that information. Please like me, like me, like me. Yeah, and they treat me better. So of course they do. <laughs> um, I remember in second grade there was this girl that like I had to sit next to like the entire year, and she was super fucking Christian. Like she was from like this. She went to like this super Christian Korean church in our area. And um, she would always, her parents were super anti-Semitic. And she would always like come up to me and tell me, she'd be like, yeah, like last night I was talking about you to my parents and they said that you are going to hell. So oh I just want to know what your thoughts are on that. They told and me she, to keep my po- coin purse away from yeah, you. Yeah, literally <laughs> she would say shit like that. And then I remember once we were like playing in the classroom and I overheard her saying to somebody like in the 60s a jewish person gave my grandma a cold and now i think all jewish people should be dead and i'm very passionate Bro. about that like she was sick. <laughs> and then i told the teacher i was like this bitch just said she wants all jewish people to be dead and then the teacher was like eh, we're all about unity here and she made me give her a hug and that's when oh, i was like my god and that's when i was like maybe atheism is the way to go i don't know what's more crazy the conclusion she came to or how she got there i don't know like i don't even know it's like what was really crazy was like it didn't even sound like this was what she was being told at home like yeah. it sounded like she came to these conclusions <laughs> on her own like fully seven eight years old and was just like yeah you you should die like i don't know what like how she came to that conclusion but she was so confident about it that i really do think like what's it was her like full name elisa cho <laughs> <laughs> i'm putting you on blast bitch can i keep that in yes i don't nice. know where i don't know where she is now but we'll find her yeah i mean shout out to elisa cho honestly that is such a good bit though to be like seven years old and like a staunch anti-semite <laughs> that is so funny like it was horrible to like experience because yeah. I, I thought every day i was like oh my god her parents are literally gonna come to school and like yeah. throw rocks at me until i die but like looking back i'm like wait that's so funny like yeah. literally being like a neo-nazi and you're seven years she's old seven years old and asian that and asian and a neo-nazi i was like that is such a good bit like, no that's like objectively funny now so it's objectively funny. funny now it's I, funny my heart aches for little seven-year-old <laughs> ivy who had to deal with the fear of being stoned to death <laughs> by in this bitch's parents but like it's so funny looking back i'm like okay maybe she made some points and then like every time <laughs> every time like my dad or like my grandpa likes whatever like jews in my life are being annoying i'm like okay like alisa i need your wisdom right now like i need your guidance girl i honestly like i self-hating your own ethnicity is like really the funnest thing you can do and i love it so much like yesterday i I was at home goods with my mom and i saw these really ugly cups that had this ugly ugly gold trim and i was like look at this like these look like they'd be in an iranian's house and i just kept going and there was like so many people my mom looks like a white woman my mom looks like she'd be your mom before she'd be my mom like she actually does and um i like kept going i was like you know if you see these in someone's house they can't speak any fucking english and i just kept going <laughs> but it's like that type of thing where i'm just like it's so funny fucking iranians yeah it's so funny <laughs> Be like these fucking jews <laughs> these fucking jews and then like i pull my mask down and everybody's like oh okay it's a joke it's a joke they, said, like, they catch me from the side and they're like oh okay it's a joke it's a joke oh my god or like or i like- move my bangs up to reveal the fucking burton ernie ass unibrow that i have <laughs> sitting on my forehead and they're like okay she's she's kidding she's kidding it's Are a, unibrow's a, a jewish thing 
I don't know. I feel like mine is. I feel like people would associate because you know there's like that classic image. First of all, I love oh, doing you're this. Right, he you does know the have classic a image of like the guy and he's like rubbing that. his hands. He's got the big nose and the eyebrow. Like yeah. I love that picture so much. I used to like post that on my Instagram story and I'd be like stepping out today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like same thing about like being like hating your own race. Like I literally, I love, I love hate speech. Like it's so funny. It's funny. It's, it's objectively so funny. funny. But like, yeah, I used to post that guy but like i'm pretty sure he has a unibrow like he does have a unibrow i yeah, don't you're think right. I, mine isn't from my jewish side it's from my mom's dad is like his side is irish catholic uh-huh. and like they just have like the strong brow everybody in the family has like the strong brow you have beautiful but, eyebrows um, you have the type of eyebrows you. that oh, hold, let me it's like in persian art my persian slay oh my god <laughs> <laughs> i have a little tile with this persian woman on it and like traditional art you can't see it because this is audio only Ah, uh, love but um yeah i i think it's definitely from my grandpa's side but mm. like because everybody has it but like it definitely just adds to the jewy face like let's dissect how ivy looks jewish <laughs> yeah let's dissect it so my nose i thought i put a lot of thought into this like when i'm sitting still like when i'm like my face is like relaxed the nose is not that big but like when i'm like smiling or laughing as i often do because i'm a girl that loves to have fun um my chin like really juts out and the nose like kind of hooks over and it's like oh it's so dewy like literally if a phrenology motherfucker catches me in the streets i'm toast like this side profile looks like i'm somebody that's like good with coins and like (laughs) tricky and sneaky and like good at math you know you have a beautiful nose thank you you. have a very angular face i love your cheekbones you're a beautiful beautiful woman i'm proud of my cheekbones i like those i don't know how those came to be like they just were natural there like i didn't even have to starve myself for them like i definitely starved (laughs) myself for like the other parts but like yeah but the cheekbones, they were always there. They're, they were always there for me, girl, in the d- darkest of times. On Inshallah. <laughs> <laughs> Mashallah. Mashallah. Um, on TikTok, did people ever, like, dissect your face to, like, pick apart your ethnicity? Or do people only do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> do people do that to you? People literally say, I can tell by her brown bone that she's actually Middle Eastern. I'm like, thanks for, <laughs> thanks. But, um. <laughs> Shout out race science. No, literally. And it, if you look at any video where I say anything, someone will be like, you're always saying that because you're white. And then if I make a video responding, I'm not white, which I don't do anymore. I did that like a year ago. But what happened most recently is I said something about like someone's ancestors and then they were like, you're white. Neither you nor your grandparents ever have anything to worry about. And I said, my grandmother lives in Iran. So yeah. I don't know what to tell you. And then so I didn't address the white part, but then everyone in the comments, despite that, is just like actively discussing. You People can tell on by TikTok her nose. love you a puzzle. Tell- they, they love loved, phrenology. Yes, they it's love their phrenology. Thing in their world, or just in the to world. like solve a puzzle. I just read an article. Do you remember that TikTok? I remember hearing about this. I was off the app when this happened, but do you remember that couch guy video where yeah. the woman opens the door? I don't get that because I didn't see anything in it. Me neither. I really didn't. But you know, people love a reach on TikTok. Yeah. But like the guy that it was about, that like the couch guy himself did like an op-ed like a really great op-ed about how really people on tiktok love to like solve a mystery and how there was like i mean and he related it to uh how people were really like like body language experts were like mm-hmm. or people were like crowning themselves body language experts trying to like decode his body language in that video and in uh-huh. his future videos and then his girlfriend's future videos like people were really investing time into uh-huh. solving the mystery of this because people love to like that's why they do that with true crime right exactly they're like sitting on their asses in their house like thinking they're doing something for the greater good like trying mm-hmm. to solve one of life's great mysteries and mm-hmm. it's like bitch this is just a guy sitting on a couch like yeah. i don't know what to tell you like <laughs> there's like 
you could like donate your time to like feeding homeless people soup right now. <laughs> like you don't need to be like on your ass. Like, no, the way he moved his shoulders in this tells me that he's tricky and yeah. deceiving. Like you could literally go like give a homeless person like the butt of a loaf of bread right now. And that would be like of more help, you yeah. know? But, um, he made this great op-ed about, uh, like how people on TikTok like to do that. And he related it to, so there was like this like 40 something year old trans woman on TikTok, like, pre very pre-transition like she was just like wearing makeup and like outfits but she still had like short hair and like she was like openly like, like she just decided today like it not I think she was just like oh she was like a poor woman and she was like openly uh-huh. pre-transition but she was a contractor and she was redoing her own basement and she used to make these dancing videos for like nobody like she would just post her videos of her doing like tiktok dances in this basement while she was redoing it like mm-hmm. she's like on a break from like scaff like fixing the walls and is shit. this the one where um the country song is in the background i didn't see any of her videos but people were like people saw this video of just like this trans woman dancing in a like unfinished basement people were like oh my god like this bitch Serial has bodies killer. in here yeah okay and she, they were I'm- calling her buffalo bill like from silence of the lambs was she trans yeah and there was like videos i thought she was just a guy that liked to dress up no she was like a trans woman and they were somebody dedicated i remember this yeah somebody dedicated a whole subreddit to like finding out like they were like doxing her they were finding her address because and people were like reporting her to the police just based on these videos of her in it dancing in an unfinished basement and being like not like a conventional looking person like people were like she must have some shady shit going on like people were getting her swatted and shit because they were like there there must be like kids in her basement like they were connecting they found out where she lived and they were like connecting missing persons cases in the surrounding area to her and they were like this must be her fault just literally because she was like not a conventionally attractive person Uh like living in a house that was like not visibly trans yeah it was like a visibly trans person just like not just like literally she was just dancing in her basement that was like unfinished because she was a fucking contractor and like her job was to you know do this and she was like might as well fix up my own basement people like oh there must be bodies in the walls like yeah i didn't know all the backstory i just assumed i obviously didn't think there was bodies in her basement yeah i was just like (laughs) okay maybe she's poor yeah literally she was just poor and people like she i mean i don't know if she was i'm pretty sure she was like poor or something i don't know but i remember like in the op-ed, like, find I had no idea that people, like, took it that far, like, to stalk like her yeah. and to, like, have, like, police involved. And the police were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. we didn't find anything. Because they literally, she was literally just a person dancing in her basement. and But people on TikTok love, the, like, the yeah. true crime high. And they love to, like, be able to solve a yeah. case and, like, What's be able crazy? to feel like they're unlocking a puzzle or something like it's so ridiculous like there's so many better ways to spend your time than like just fucking ruining somebody's life or like overanalyzing everybody's fucking body language Mm -hmm. it's like or like what fucking race they look like like why do you fucking care like go ride a bike bitch (laughs) go ride a bike you dusty bitch yeah what's crazy is um not only like okay thinking it is like problematic in itself whatever but if you want to be mean and like make your friend laugh whatever send it to your friend right but to comment or like to like say this shit like in a public forum is so insane it's so deranged and like the fact that people were like devoting subreddits to like yeah solving whatever mystery like they yeah. thought was going on in this bitch's house like she I was just, just don't understand how you can come to that conclusion like it just literally just looking <laughs> at a person yeah. and being like oh i'm gonna like devote the next month of my life to like uncor- uncorking this fucking yeah. mystery like 
you're deranged. Like, go get put, a like, job. The spooky mu- music over it. Yes, like go get a fucking. And they were people like circling people like, in the background. We need to stop her, and yeah. she's like literally <laughs> just like dancing to Megan the Stallion, like yeah. in like an, a dusty basement. Like what? Like, what? Like yeah. I always heard people say that, like, Buffalo Bill was, like, a really, really harmful portrayal of a trans person. I think Buffalo Bill is hot. I'm, like, gonna come out onto the record and say this. When I watched Helens of the Lambs for, like, the screenwriting class I took, the whole time I was like, why is Buffalo Bill low-key hot? Like, I think that's just more of a testament to me being damaged and being like, oh, my God. That's definitely on you. Yeah. He he would kill everybody, but he wouldn't kill me. That's definitely on you. Yeah. It's just me being sick and twisted. He liked big girls. Yeah, he did. I think he liked fat, fat chicks. So maybe it's just my <laughs> body dysmorphia of being like, he would just, he would look at me and be like, you're not fat enough for me, babe. <laughs> and he would like save me. He wouldn't cut my skin off and wear it as a dress. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, you don't have enough skin. It would be like a crop get like top. a sleeve out of you. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, I guess I could make, he would look at me like I'd be tied up in his fucking, like in the he'd well in, the in his basement. Yeah. In the pit. And he would look at me and he'd be like, I guess I could like make a pair of socks out of you. And I'd be like, <laughs> really King? Really? <laughs> really? You think so? Yeah. So it was definitely, I don't know, just me, but <laughs> I don't know. I can, okay. I can see where you're coming from. I can see where that, do you also think the guy with like the big curly hair from Queen is attractive? Cause I feel like they have adjacent per, like physics. Like Brian May from yeah, Queen. Yeah, Brian May. I think Freddie Mercury is much more attractive. He's so sexy. He's so sexy. Yeah. Was he gay or was he bi? He was, quote, bi because he dated women, but I think that was, like, a compet thing. Definitely. That was, like, just in the 80s. Like, you, yeah. could, you couldn't be, like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I'm not all the way in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, so I think if you're bisexual, in. you can choose to go one way or another. Definitely. I think, honestly, Sex in the City was right. Like, bisexuality often is a stepping stone. Uh-huh. I totally agree. I totally agree. I don't understand. Well, the thing is, with this whole, like, thing of, like, bisexuals thinking that everything is a thing of oppression, oh it's so God. crazy to me because um, you can be straight if you want to yeah that's my thing i honestly think bisexuality is the most cringe thing on earth and it's i accidentally so commented that on something i will never i'm, I'm a fruit i'll say yeah. i'm a fruit i will never identify as bisexual it's like the cringiest thing on the planet people be internalized by phobia you i'm like yeah it's gross that's literally just i call myself bi but like when people ask me what my sexuality is and i have to say bi like i really do hesitate before saying it because i'm like i'm gonna throw up in my own mouth like while the yeah. words come out like i'm like <laughs> like it's just it's say cringe. you're a queer yeah i'm be like i'm a queer in a british accent yeah but like yeah bisexuality is cringe like what people have made it on the internet like bisexuality is the new asexuality like people have made it, it really as cringe is. as like being demisexual or asexual or like pan romantic or whatever the fuck like i think there's a joke in the fact that like being bisexual isn't bad but talking about it is bad in yeah. the same sense that rick and morty is a good show but the second you start <laughs> talking about it there's definitely a venn diagram before, between bisexuals and rick yes. and morty fans literally it's like the B is, like, that's one of the original letters. It's LGBT, like, mm-hmm. and somehow we've made it, like, bisexual people online have, like, made it seem BLGT. like it's one of the new things, yeah. you know? They've made it, like, like they've acted yeah. with bisexuality as they act for, like, the new fucking, like, letters they came up with yeah. on 2015 Tumblr, you know? Yeah. It's, like, it, it didn't have to be all this, yeah. you know? It's so annoying, and, like... You can just, it, it can also be a nothing thing. Like, I understand that if you're gay, you have to come out because it's, like, this is something that's going to happen and yeah. um, whatever. But, like, to, like, preemptively come out as bisexual as bi. for, like, everyone and make a whole thing about it. It's, like, my also, whole thing. biphobia is not real. It's, it's not just real. homophobia. It's just yeah. homo, like, any discrimination you would face over being bi would it's, be from the gay part. Exactly. Like, no nobody, one's, like, you yeah. know, you're part straight. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Stragget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love the word stragget. It's so funny. And like by people on Twitter, like there was this time where by people on Twitter like a year ago were trying to come up with slurs for buys. Yeah. Somebody was like conf, like as in confused. And That's they were like, so funny. you're such a conf. And they were like being dead serious. They were like, don't you call me that? Yeah. They were like, don't you call me that? And I was like, bitch, you made the word. Yeah. Ugh, it's it's, the, it's so the, ridiculous. The way that people want slurs is the funniest thing It's to so me. funny. It's like this, like, such like proof of like being chronically online yeah. and like how the internet and like exactly. internet discourse just like poisons the fucking well of your brain and it's it's just um i think it's this weird space that a lot of like quote woke white people have entered into mm-hmm. where they just so badly want to be a part of it and like yes. separate themselves from like, like i'm not white i'm non-binary exactly <laughs> and it's like it's, it's like sick. you've so convinced yourself that being white is this like inherently evil thing and it's just so weird and you need to like grab onto any anything else and you it, know yeah to like be like no, no 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 not me not me i'm bye yeah exactly like fucking kill yourself dude yeah. like what like just be white and be chill about it exactly like, that's honestly how i think why there's a lot of white non-binary people because <laughs> they're like i need something mm-hmm Shout and out non-binaries, though. You just don't have to, like, make any changes. And you can just say that just, you're like, non-binary. Just, like, get bangs. You can really <laughs> just get bangs. Honestly, t- I think, like, I think it was Tim Dillon who said this on his podcast. He was like, nowadays, being gay, you don't actually have to, like, take dip- dick up your ass. Like, you can literally <laughs> just get bangs and, like, you're fine. Like, you're gay. He said that on the Red Scare episode. He's, I love him. Because I've heard it. That's the only time I've ever heard him. He was so good live. Oh, my God. I saw him on his, like, theater tour and like a week ago oh my god he was so good he's so good i want him to like i know like he he likes a lot of new media people i've thought about this Mm -hmm. like because my uh, my friend hamza whose podcast i did like he's friends with hamza because he he no way yeah because tim is like he likes the new media people i find a lot of comedians are very weird about like people who do online comedy or like mm-hmm. pot i mean they like take advantage of podcasting like i remember christina p saying like which bless her heart but i remember christina p saying like stand-up comics are like the real comics like if you do sketch or if you're like on like a comedy tv show if you do online comedy like that's not real comedy like stand-up is the real comedy and i feel like it's cool seeing somebody like tim who like is a legit performing comic mm-hmm. to respect like the people that are breaking into like the new frontiers and shit mm-hmm. because like you really don't like these old head comics like you really don't see them like giving the people that are like really making waves online like their flowers so uh i definitely think what's cool about tim is like he definitely i mean i guess he has to because he most of his his success has been from podcasting Mm -hmm. and so i think he sort of has to but even people that take advantage of the internet Mm -hmm. for comedy still don't respect the people who've made way way like who have stayed in this lane of like tiktok or twitter or vine or youtube or things like that i yeah which i I think are like very valid ventures for comedy i mean that's where i fucking started you know on tiktok so yeah i like okay christina that is honestly so hypocritical considering the fact that she's more well known from her podcast than she is from her stand-up right but she's just someone who um she's one of those people where you can tell every single one of her insecurities from the way that she criticizes people (laughs) and i I can say that because i am one of those people too that is like definitely me people who are like hypercritical all you're doing is telling everyone what you're insecure about like i totally agree with you like um i always loved stand-up i always wanted to do it and like tiktok is what made me realize oh maybe i can yeah and like now i'm like actually i'm like okay i'm gonna do it yeah same like i have 
I've been a stand-up fan for, I mean, like, literally since, like, elementary school. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, like, yeah. And then now that I'm actually doing it, I mean, sporadically, I guess, because I haven't haven't been on stage in two weeks, and I'm having sort of an identity crisis about it because I'm not sure if I can still consider myself a comedian. You have to do it every fucking week, I That's true, but, like, I feel like I fucking, because, you know, comedians are always like, get on stage as much as you can. Like, every fucking do shows every four d- times a week like yeah. until okay, you're okay, a first of all, you're in high school exactly like i'm busy take a deep breath i'm busy <laughs> i'm really busy these are these are like 30 year old men with no jobs that's and no families that's really so true let's they're like the podcast is my job exactly yeah. exactly and also a lot of the people that say that aren't that funny that's true the people who take stand-up so seriously are never that funny yeah. it's always the people who are like i kind of like doing this those are the funniest people yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, fuck. I wanna, yeah. I like, what's good about, what I like about stand-up, though, is that, like, I have been doing it for, like, only a month now. Like, I'm very new. But, like, Mm -hmm. what's cool is, like, what's good to know about stand-up is, like, what's different with acting is, like, or, like, even internet comedy is, like, it's, that's kind of, like, a you it's like one thing and you've made it you know Mm -hmm. like you're in the right movie or you make the right few videos and like all of a sudden you have enough of a following or like you Mm -hmm. have enough industry clout to be able to keep working but like with stand-up it's like it really is something you have to work out for like 10 years Mm -hmm. in order to see yourself get really good and pretty successful and you'll probably have to get famous from something else yeah I mean some people yeah like Pete Davidson is not like he got famous from SNL you know like the reason he was able to get famous as a comedian so quickly was because he was on SNL like you need another form of media Joe Rogan would surely be nowhere if he only relied on his shit stand up on that garbage he calls stand up comedy exactly like you need if you want to get famous and stand up pretty quickly I think you need to utilize other forms of media but Mm -hmm. like if you are just taking the stand up route like what's interesting about stand up is like it's gonna take like I mean 10 years at least for you to actually start making strides in your uh-huh. career like if you don't utilize any other form of media as like a stepping stone and um I don't know I just I think that's cool and like I look forward to seeing in 10 years like where I am you know like mm-hmm. I want to know that in 10 years like I am like a master you mm-hmm. know like I want to devote my life to this as much as I can so that in a decade like I can see myself really like be honing my craft because like with a movie it's like you get in the right movie you get cast on the right tv show and then you've made it but Mm -hmm. like with stand-up it's like you really actually have to bust your ass like it's not none of it's really luck unless you use something else as a stepping stone exactly also because um it's like the way people if you're good if you're good at it you'll know yeah like your fame doesn't matter like if you're famous you'll be in as many movies as whatever you don't have to be that great of an actor but like when you go to like shows in LA where you see people who are like legends and like huge names they were on SNL for like 10 20 years Mm -hmm. and you see them do stand-up and they're fucking dog shit at it yeah and it's like yeah they're getting booked on these shows but like you're just going up there and going remember when I did this on SNL yeah and no one's laughing right so it's like you've been doing this for like 30 years and you've done you haven't gotten good at it because you've been doing everything else yeah exactly and there's people that are like there's so many comics that I like love and respect and I'm obsessed Mm -hmm. with that like are not famous at all like with stand-up it's like Jessica Carson oh my god she's so good she's so good and she's someone who did stand-up she's been in movies since like really small roles I saw her in King of Staten Island a few days ago but it's like bit parts you know and it's like things that her people who respect she's honestly like she's the most 
her and Joe Mandy, I think, are the funniest comics in the world. They're so and good. They're not. That they're not. Famous. They're not famous. Like they're, even Joe Mandy just does bit parts. Right. They're like known by people who like comedy. Yeah. And um, you know, that's like just how much comedy is like definitely about the art form. Like if you're only if you're only lane is comedy which i don't Mm -hmm. think mine will be like Mm -hmm. i think you're too good of a writer to just i've just just yeah i've already been like i mean i've already been on one tv show that i did get fired from but i am like and what happened to that show when you left got canceled bitch (laughs) one of my i literally found out yesterday i was gagged to find this out one of the girls i was on the show with unfollowed me on instagram i was like damn hollywood one day you're in next day you're out What's, what's going on with your Hollywood life? Absolutely, but fuck nothing. <laughs> um, I've been getting more auditions lately, which is good. That's I mean, great. What have you been auditioning for? Are I you allowed auditioned. to talk about that? Yeah, I can talk about okay. it. I've auditioned for... Um, Audition for the that '70s show reboot. No way. Yeah. Is it set in the early 2000s? It's '90s. Oh, that '90s show. Rough. Yeah. That's the decade I was born in. <laughs> <laughs> but you're on the tail end. You're That's on the tail true. end, girl. Um. Yeah, it's like early nineties or mid nineties or something. But um uh yeah, and then I mean like I've auditioned for honestly, like once I finish auditioning for them, I like totally forget. But that's the last thing I auditioned for. That'll but, be really fun. That like might be like a really yeah culturally defining show. Yeah. But I mean I don't think I'm gonna get it. Like um. the I I auditioned for so much and like I literally I hear actors all the time being like, it's just like a world of no's until you get that one yes. And I'm like, bitch, where's the yes? <laughs> the first thing I ever auditioned for, I booked. I mm-hmm. was not represented. It was just a stroke of luck. And I really for thought- everything's gonna be Yeah, okay. and I really thought- Is that how like, you got your agent? Yeah, I was like, oh, it's gonna be so easy. Like, I'm a superstar. I'm like, yeah. fine. And then Hollywood was like, oh, actually, your nose is big and you're fat. Kill yourself. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, 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 okay, cool, 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 cool. Do they actually um, tell you stuff like that no i mean you always hear actresses being like yeah casting told me like my nose was too big for the part like i feel like post me too movement you're like not not allowed to do that that. they're just gonna tell you no and not tell you why yeah versus that you'd be like i'll get a nose job yeah (laughs) then i'll get a part right exactly i'm like i would get the nose job bitch like (laughs) put me in the movie but um yeah i mean i think about it a lot like how much the me too movement like really changed like the entire fucking like cultural landscape Mm -hmm. and how like we were able to like live through that we were able to live through a movement that changed like the media sphere as we know it and like we it just passed us by but like so crazy it happened so quickly too so quickly but i think about it a lot like i really think about how like i mean everything really shifted after that but like um yeah so now because of the me too movement i can't get on my knees for a part (laughs) so unfortunate like I have nightmares sometimes about like sucking a dick. Like I really do think about like I'm like having. And then a it would be for my- nothing because ha- you can't even get a. Yeah, part exactly. Out of like it. if I was like to blow like a fucking high school boy, like I th- wake up in a cold sweat about that. But like I sleep peacefully knowing that like that could change my movie career one day. The issue was when like Harvey Weinstein. I need to put the things on the. Other I wouldn't way. blow him. But like when he was like either blow me or I'm gonna kill your career. Right. Exactly. That's crazy. That's in- nuts. But if yeah. like, if a dude is just if I could. Maybe, like, fuck a director or something. I don't know. But I'm, like, going to promote this on my Instagram and, like, people in Hollywood are going <laughs> to listen and they're going to be like, damn, we should, like, lock her up. But lock me up like Hillary, bitch. Throw away the key. Bleh. I mean, I don't know. That's me speaking now, you know? Maybe if my career takes off and I don't have to suck a dick, then I'll be like, why would I ever say that? Well, for your own sake, 
I hope you have to, you don't have to do that. Yeah, to get a no, part. no. But you know, <laughs> I'm not that good at acting. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to maybe work at it. Acting classes is mm. acting that hard because it doesn't look like it's that hard. It's not. It just looks like you have to get over the sillies. It's not that hard. It's just like I mean, you know, you gotta have something. Like, there's. It's definitely. It's like, I don't know, when I watch movies, right, like, I can judge, I judge people's performances, like, that's kind of the first thing that jumps out to me, and even though I'm not that good of an actor, like, I know what it takes to be Uh good, I know what it takes to be, like, and so, like, I mean, definitely when I was watching Licorice Pizza, I was like, you could see, because Cooper Hoffman and Alana Heim, they'd never acted before. And you could yeah. see them getting better as the movie went on. That's interesting. And I was watching the, the movie. The beginning was really bad acting. I yeah. wanted to walk out because I was literally just like the acting. Yeah, so I thought I thought the whole movie. thing was going to be that. And yeah. then it wasn't. Like it got way better. That's a really interesting way to look at yeah. it. Yeah. And so when I watch a movie, I definitely watch it for. Whereas, you know, some fucking film bros are like the fucking whip pans in this yeah. movie. Fuck, I'm hard. But like, <laughs> I definitely what i mean the script always jumps out to me as well but Uh like sometimes when the script is on the back burner and it's like i the performances are in the forefront always Uh so it's definitely like i don't when i watch a movie i don't know shit about the directing right Uh like some people i don't understand how directing works no literally me neither but like some people uh it's like oh so well directed and i'm like that i didn't even that slipped by me like it's the performances Mm -hmm. that always uh stand out to me and that's because like yeah, I pay attention to acting a lot. I have to constantly be judging mm-hmm. myself and teaching myself, mm-hmm. you know, about acting with each mm-hmm. audition, each, you know, thing that comes my way. And so um, I've learned to, like, be a crazy weird stickler about it. Mm-hmm. This is a weird thing I do. I um, like that, too, because I, like, understand, I, like, look at mannerisms a lot because I think I'm autistic. So then when <laughs> I see someone doing it really well, it's like, definitely it really a very autistic thing of yeah. us to be doing. Yeah. yeah. I can say this as also a person that's, like, debatably autistic. Like, yeah. people do debate over this. When you said people do, like, they race science for you, autistic. they debate over if I'm autistic for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. So I definitely think that's probably part of it is, like, I'm definitely looking at how humans move and yeah. I'm like okay cool 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 I'll do that because yeah, yeah, yeah. oftentimes I feel like an alien like an undercover like alien from yeah. space like uh-huh. coming to get intel on human 100%. life and then I always like getting was, sent back up I always thought it was because I was an immigrant and I didn't understand <laughs> culture but I'm pretty sure I'm just it's autistic. just autism yeah. it's just autism yeah <laughs> but um I feel the exact same way but like so that's probably part of it too but like what I like to do is to make myself feel like Meryl Streep is I go on Vimeo mm-hmm. and uh, I you look up Slate mm-hmm. and you go to Recently Uploaded. Mm-hmm. And through that, because, you know, the Slate is where people are like, hi, I'm XYZ, my birthday is da 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 mm-hmm. and I'm 5'1", you know? Or, and I'm based in Los Angeles. Like, and uh, you have to upload when you upload self-tapes, because now all it's all self-tapes, in-person auditions are, like, a thing of the past because casting directors Damn. realize that they can literally just sit in their bed at 7 p.m. with their headphones in, scrolling through their iPad mm-hmm. and, like, drinking a glass of wine and be like, no, she's too fat for my movie. It's literally just Tinder, but with acting roles. Exactly. it's They're literally sliding through videos on their iPad That's for, like, crazy. an hour every night, and then they're like, okay, I'm, like, wine drunk enough. I'm, I can't pick what an actress. What happened to Vibes? 
Exactly. You can't get vibes, off, can't of get vibes off a tape. That's like the thing. Cause like, I feel like my luck was much better when I could do in-person auditions mm-hmm. because like, even if I wasn't giving a good performance, like the vibes, you know, yeah, you have very good vibes. I have good vibes. And so you the, like open up a room. Yeah. The vibes were always there. And now like, it's just me and like filming in my mom's bedroom. Like <laughs> my fucking, the woman that reads with me, I do it over FaceTime. So like, yeah. it's like COVID completely changed all of it. But like, um, so yeah, it's basically become Tinder for, uh tinder for acting but like because of that everybody's taping everybody's auditioning through self-tapes and people upload them to vimeo because when you're sending it in that's an easy way to download it and some people forget to put it on private and so i go and i watch people's self-tapes for things that i've auditioned for to Uh like see how other people played it (gasps) yeah you're gonna and be see Ivy. This is the type of stuff that like most people don't do. This shit. Most I don't, don't think do this. so. That this is how you're gonna be. This is how right. I know you're gonna be successful. I truly and honestly think you're gonna be the Joan Rivers of our <laughs> generation. And I, I'm not just saying that, but like I just had to get that out. Thank you. But like I, yeah, that's what I do. I like I go into Vimeo and I watch other people's tapes. That's also how I know what's casting. Uh-huh. Uh, and because sometimes people put what it is in the description or like what the character is. And if something, if somebody that's like my similar casting. Type, is performing is like auditioning for something or even if it's somebody like if it's an adult like an an adult male Mm -hmm. I can see like that's how I know what's casting or what's in development and I also I tell that to my manager and I say can you keep an eye out for this like I really am doing her job for her I'm doing his job for him like I'm literally acting daddy like shout out my manager Aaron though he really is a king but like um yeah and then I go and I I read deadline like and I Mm -hmm. see what projects are in development and I like send them over to like like I really have like a weird handle on workaholic I am a little like child laborer I'm literally it's I'm like like a sweatshop worker putting your little hands to work I'm a Hollywood sweatshop worker and I'm like I'm at my laptop all day and I'm just like this Disney Channel pilot looks like it would be really good for me (laughs) (laughs) never I Disney would never hire me though you say cunt too much I say cunt too much also because I got (laughs) fired from what was a Disney production Everything's oh, it was on it was on Freeform, which oh, is like yeah. a Disney company, which is like Disney's woke millennial yeah. branch. Basically. I miss when it was ABC Family. <sighs> God, so do I because fucking. What the fuck is Freeform? I don't know what the fuck Freeform is, but they would never put Secret Life of the American Teenager exactly. on their lineup, which was the most unhinged show that television has ever <laughs> seen. And yeah, and now it's like I mean, it's like Freeform is like ridiculous. It's like yeah, we're a billion dollar corporation, but gay lives matter. No, literally. And oh, you're like offensive on twitter we're gonna can your entire career bitch we're gonna threaten to blacklist you from hollywood like that's insane did they actually threaten to blacklist you it was a concern i mean Uh it wasn't they never explicitly said it but it definitely right after it happened audition stopped coming up yeah i don't think that was them but it definitely was like it might have just been where covid was like at the Mm -hmm. time and where the industry was but like it definitely production stopped on so many things it definitely was like a looming fear though like Uh i definitely there was a possibility they could have done that Uh i don't know if they did i don't know if they gave a shit enough i mean they gave a shit enough to like keep tabs on me and to like monitor everything i was doing and like but uh i don't think i was they were like and we're gonna fucking thwart this bitch's career like i don't think i mean whose life is so shitty that they need to like ruin a teenager right i don't think that they were like actively doing that but it definitely was a fear of mine like Mm -hmm. i definitely was like they could like that's my career was in their hands Uh i don't know if they cared enough to actually make that happen but it was a concern do you have an anxiety disorder yeah i do okay that's it then (laughs) yeah i mean like i feel like my anxiety is pretty managed i mean i have ocd so yeah yeah, yeah. um which i guess is technically an anxiety disorder but like 
Yeah. So, um, yeah. What was I talking about? How you can't get jobs in Hollywood. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I audition all the time and it's just, but yeah, I definitely like have my little hands on the pulse. Like I, I am always, yeah. You're always tuned working. in. Yeah. I'm always tuned, like even if I'm not working or booking anything, like I'm always mm-hmm. tuned into what's happening. I definitely got that from my dad because my dad is the exact same way. Like my dad works like behind the scenes mm-hmm. on the Jimmy Kimmel show and um he does like standards and practices, but like so he literally he's just the censor and like he's worked as a censor on like various TV shows for like I don't know 30 years, but mm-hmm. like he my dad is the same way where even if he's like not in the room where it happens, like he is keeping his pulse on everything. Like he's listening through Damn. the door and like he's got a handle mm-hmm. on everything that's going on and like he's very aware of like all the deals being made and like mm-hmm. the business side of everything. And I've taught myself to be the exact same way. Whereas like I even if I'm not actively working on something, like I am paying so much attention mm-hmm. to everything that's going on. And it like, it makes me, it gives me a purpose. It gives me something to do. It that's makes me feel like so- I'm in control of something in an industry that mm-hmm. you, your hands are like, you're very much, powerless. At, you're powerless. Yes. That's, that's the best skill you can have. That's yeah. like truly like, just like keeping up. Yeah. Where, like, I'm I'm so the opposite. Like, I just, like, let things slip by. So I'm literally just, like, I'm be fine. Yeah, I really, like, I really am very, like, I keep my eye on the fucking prize all the time. But, mm-hmm. like, not even any specific prize. Like, I'm just, like, I'm always paying attention. Yeah, you're and like, this is what I want to do and this is how I do yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And my dad definitely taught me that because my dad is definitely very much, like, uh, yeah, he likes to, you know, pay attention. He likes to yeah. have his ear on the door at all times. And, like, having a father who, like, works in the industry you you probably grew up understanding how cutthroat it is and just how much you have to work to stay in it yeah definitely especially because my I mean it's not like I worked my father was like a successful actor like a successful director or something like it's literally this is an industry right it's like but like if I I feel like I would have a different work ethic if I had some of like a parent that was already Mm-hmm. I mean, my dad is, like, successful in what he does, but I mean, like, if I, if my father was, like, a famous director, like, mm-hmm. a famous producer, like, an entertainment lawyer or something. And like, all you'd have to do is be like, Daddy, I want to be in a movie today. Right, exactly. But, like, being able to actually see what, behind the curtain, like, yeah. what the industry is and how it works and, like, how it eats people yeah. up and, like, fucking chews people up, adult grown people, like, yeah. that work behind the scenes to make everything happen, like, the fucking... Because they're the ones that work the hardest. Yeah, the people behind yeah. the curtain that, like, are not, you know, that are not extended the fucking glamorous hand mm-hmm. that, like, the famous people are, like, the really, you know, the people that make the most money are, like... Being able to see, like, the actual nitty-gritty of it has definitely given me the work mm-hmm. ethic that and, like, the instinct to uh, keep my finger on the pulse at all times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I definitely think it, that was, like, passed out of me. And I definitely do appreciate that. But, like, I... Even though it maybe comes from a place of, like... For both of us, I think it definitely comes from a place of insecurity and of... Survival. Feeling, su- survival, feeling like we're not as... Uh, as successful as we should be mm-hmm. feeling sort of stuck I think that's simply where it comes from but I think it's a good instinct to have and I think a lot of people don't have that instinct I guess a lot I think a lot of people my age absolutely don't no. have that instinct that like need for control and I think that it's really I think it's really helpful I think that yeah. um it'll benefit me in the long run and I it, it gives me some power you know yeah yeah I, def- I like so to, crazy. I'm like, I'm fucking straddling yeah. the industry and I'm like, this fucking horse might knock me off at any time. Mm-hmm. So I at least want to fucking know where it's going. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, I, I love how like um goal not like goal oriented, but like how like you know what you want. Yeah. And that's what you you're gonna want forever. Yeah. And so you're just gonna do it. Yeah. Like that's like on it's so rare in people. Like when I was your age, I was so far away from that. <laughs> like I cannot express to you that when I was seventeen, what was I doing? I was smoking weed out of tinfoil. I mean I'm doing I was the trying same. to fuck a skater. I'm doing the same. <laughs> <laughs> I was um literally all I was thinking about was was where's the next dick I'm gonna get? <laughs> um and when you eliminate the dick it like really does it yeah. opens you up for being business-minded like really me being like a f- total fem cell like mm-hmm. it totally i'm like i'm not thinking sometimes i do late at night i think about i'm like damn i honestly look at but, fem cells the way that like a catholic might look at a nun like i'm literally just like you are so pious and you are so like <laughs> like what you're doing for your like spiritual ascension is so like honestly like i look at fem cells with like a reverence i'm like virginal and chaste like I'm closer to god you are closer to god you are the, a lack of inshallah men <laughs> mashallah you are you, you are need to title to this episode mashallah <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay should we go get in and out let's go get in and out 8 20 i'm hungry i had a little trader joe's do we do an outro um you can you can do what you want all right thank you for listening to wench talk this is the sarah Vafa podcast and i am your esteemed guest ivy wolk um yeah i hope i made perfect sense have a nice night day morning whatever <laughs> i love you fuck why did i say that (laughs) i guess it's out there now um (laughs) this is how i've always felt (sighs) feels really good to say all right bye